0: This is Southern Tier Close-Up on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com.
1: This is the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station, and I'm very pleased to introduce on our program today, Dr. Karen Jones, who has joined Binghamton University as Vice President for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. Welcome to the program, Dr. Jones. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. It's kind of an odd situation, isn't it, <laughs> that uh, we come into this whole thing uh, where the whole issue of diversity has really blossomed in a COVID-19 world, but the, there were issues that came up on campus at the end of last year, and I'm just kind of curious, as you're stepping into this job, how things have maybe changed a little bit on how you would have handled um Taking over this position prior to March and the whole covid nineteen thing, has has the focus changed on on how things are being perceived in the academic and the general community when it comes to diversity?
0: Um, I think. We've got two things, and so the importance of diversity, equity, and inclusion um, has been important for quite some time. Of course. I think what we're seeing nationally and, of course, on our college campuses, which generally will reflect what's going on nationally, is a resurgence, if you will, of a civil rights movement. And so I think what we're seeing now is a magnification of the concerns as to what has generally um, prompted the origination of our offices. And so if you think about the historical underpinnings of race relations in the U.S., the civil rights movements, um, multiculturalism, um, diversity um, you see that there have been areas of progression. And I think what we're experiencing now is this bubble up, if you will, where folks are saying, okay, we're, <laughs> we're, we say we value diversity, we mm-hmm. say we want inclusion, we say we're fostering a sense of belongingness where everyone can be who they are. But the reality is, in some instances, that's not factual, Um, And so to your point of what I would have done differently prior to COVID, I think, you know, I'm someone who's fairly social. Um, I get energized from human connection, meeting people, but now that's in a new format. And so the entire interviewing process has been through Zoom, Zoom, My subsequent meetings with people on campus have been through Zoom, and so you don't have that human touch. But I think what's, again, most important is that the establishing of relationships and the building of trust.
1: Well, let's talk about Binghamton. All right, we've seen over the last—I think it was in the winter, just around the the winter break, uh, Thanksgiving-ish—we saw a lot of stuff in Syracuse going on, and we've seen a lot of things subsequent with the uh, Black Lives Matter movement. Even now, with the whole COVID thing going on, with the protests, they had like forty days of marches in Syracuse. Is—is uh-huh. is Binghamton that kind of communities? Is—I it, mean, I grew up here. I was born here. And it just never occurred to me that the social issues were as large as we've been seeing. Maybe it's magnified in the news media coming out of Syracuse, but it just doesn't seem like it's this community is that kind of community.
0: I think we all say, um, and let me back up a moment, I don't know the community well enough to speak to that issue. I've only been here three weeks. What I will say is, you know, all communities are a microcosm of the larger society. We may not have the concerns as evident as what we see in Syracuse, but there are elements where folks are prejudging one another not treating one another right simply because of what they look like, responding, reacting to one another based on preconceived notions. And so bias, unconscious bias, racism, anti-Semitism, homophobia doesn't reside itself to a particular zip code. Mm -hmm. Um, It's in humans and humans occupy. Zip
1: code What's kind of interesting, I find is the certain majority of a, 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 a society feels comfortable where they are, and when these issues start to be discussed and they are forced to look inward, it makes them uncomfortable mm-hmm. and it makes them want to say, we don't have this problem, why is this new faction, these new people that are coming into our area, stirring things up and saying there's a problem when we haven't seen a problem in the past? Is it just that that old school community just has turned a blind eye and there really has been this problem? Or is it a little bit of a a case of some different people coming in and saying, hey, you know, and kind of stirring things up and saying that, you know, we're new but we want to be treated like you know the that we've been here for this all this time and we have brought with us our feelings that things are skewed against us when those people that have lived here say we haven't skewed anything
0: um i think you may have a combination of both um you know we enjoy living with folks who are similar to us you look at our churches Our mosques, our temples are all reflective of folks that think and look like us, right? Right. And our communities are similar. Um, And so I don't want to suggest that folks are staring up the pot. I think what's happening is that folks are bringing attention to the experiences that they've had. So, for example, you may not know what it means to be driving down the street and to switch lanes and not put on your signal light, right? Right. Many of us do it. Some of us, and we don't get caught. But there's an experience of being stopped by an officer for failing to put on your signal light or moving into another lane when you're the only car on the road and the officer comes from out of nowhere and says that you crossed over lanes illegally without signaling, right? You know, most folks may not have that experience, but you're um, walking through a store and you can't find hair care products or you can't find stockings to match your complexion or when you can't find makeup for your complexion or you're followed around in a particular store or when you go into a high-end luxury automobile store and no one asks if they can help you because we don't know why. <laughs> but there's an assumption as to why no one is responding to your Concerned. And and so these are challenging situations, and I don't want to say that folks are staring up the pot as much as I believe that folks want to educate others that their lives as they experience them make them feel as if they're less than someone else.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you feel that some – actually, isn't it funny that uh, this whole COVID thing may actually help make people a little more colorblind or even the playing field if you can't see somebody (laughs) – because you're socially distanced if you're not on Zoom and you're having a telephone conversation or something like that, that it's something that maybe could actually level the playing field where everyone is just being treated by who they're talking to and the experiences they're having instead of looking at the way a person looks, Um, whether it be um, Asian people that were feeling the backlash with somebody calling this the, the China flu or persons of color when we're talking about the Black Lives Matter and a few bad apples in some of the peaceful protests, not so peaceful. But when you're in a a conversation like you and I are right now, it doesn't matter if we're purple, pink, or polka dot at this point.
0: But it does. (laughs) So I'll give you an example. So I'm a tall black woman, um, about size eight, You know, I have what most folks would identify as a brush cut, so my hair is very low. And I happened to work in an office several years ago. I was one of few black people in the office, and again, this is in higher ed. And so there were two Karens in the office, and my secretary, who at the time was serving as a generalist, greeting students, asked the student, well, you know, who are you looking for? They said, Karen. And the student, my admin asked, well, Karen. And the student replied, well, I don't know. I only spoke to the person on the phone. They said to come in, had an appointment and that she would be here to see me. And so shortly thereafter, the student's mom came in and was like well you know we want to see her and so my admin rather than giving a description of which Karen they were referring to she avoided describing me by the very physical characteristic that identifies who I am right and so when I asked her why was she uncomfortable with that part of the conversation was she just wasn't taught to talk about race and so I think Part of our challenge is we're uncomfortable talking about the uncomfortable conversation. And my experience is in part based on my race. I've never been called a B before. (laughs) I've never been called that tall woman over there. Um, I've never been called that woman with the short hair over there. When folks have called me out of my name, it's been by virtue of my race, not my gender. Hmm. And so while it would be great if we could accept people for who they are, what they represent, sometimes we get stuck when we see who they are. And so to suggest that we move to a perspective of being colorblind, that would then suggest that you're ignoring the very essence of who I am and my experience.
1: That's interesting. That is very interesting. And, And I'll
0: give you another perspective. There are many instances where you can see bumper stickers that says, love me, I'm Polish, love me, I'm Italian, yeah. proud to be Irish, Yeah, and, and that's okay. However, I've observed that when someone says proud to be black, there's hesitancy because they worry that their car will be vandalized.
1: Wow. And, and on the perspective of an old white lady, but I grew up in the 60s and 70s, so, you know, we were brought up a certain way to a certain, you know, my family anyway, we're not the Archie Bunker types, we're the more in- inclusive type. But we also, uh, on your point about
0: the, your, your... Well, one thing I'll say about Archie Bunker, <laughs> he eventually came around
1: yeah yeah but i but the point where your your assistant or the student was hesitant to to refer to you to describe you as a black woman i i can understand that because especially now with all the um the sensitivity that is around the subject people are afraid of saying the wrong thing and being accused of being something that they feel they are not. I want to bring up the point of the um, administration in the village of Endicott, where the, the mayor and the deputy mayor had reposted something that they were ignorant, that they say they were ignorant, that they didn't realize that this particular post has been used as a bad thing with uh, uh, white supremacist type people, but they thought that they were just being saying, "Well, we believe everybody is important." That kind of thing, and and they got called off and people calling for their resignation because they made a mistake at, in their, you know, what they're claiming. I'm just not saying that they did or did or not, but they um, they said that they made a mistake. They thought that they were just being you know totally inclusive and I think that's where a position a lot of people are coming from now is they don't want to say oh my friend you can see him over there he's the the tall you know black man when he's, there's a tall white man and a tall black man standing side by side because they're afraid they're going to say the wrong thing and they're going to be called racist when they don't feel they are or they don't intend to be and there's that kind of sensitivity and walking on eggshells that's happening right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the race issue. I mean,
0: no, it's, LT, you know, the the LGBTQIA. Ab- absolutely. Religion, um, and and so we're all learning. Where do we go too
1: far? Where is it too far with, you know, get rid of the sensitivity, already quit being offended by everything all the time kind of thing. We've gotten that backlash too now.
0: Yeah, and I think that's easy to say when you're not the one who's experienced they hurt. Yeah. If if you if you've never experienced racism, if you've never experienced sexism, sexism, homophobia I mean homophobic um, those type of discriminations if you've never had to question why are they treating me like that is it based on something and we all know when something doesn't feel right when we have to question whether this is process or whether this experience is unique to me and when we get to the latter i think that's where we need to have a discussion because if it's unique to me, there's a problem. And so to suggest that someone is sensitive, you need to get over it, it's easy to say when you've never experienced. Experience, something against the very essence of who you are as a person.
1: Well, we could go on for like forever, <laughs> ever, ever. And we haven't even talked about what you're planning on doing. What do we have with the changing face of what the, <laughs> the fall semester may or may not look like? Are there some plans that we're looking for community inclusion as well as on campus? About? Oh,
0: yes. And so you know, the very nature of my role is to make certain that I'm establishing strategic partners with the community, community-based organizations, and some of whom I've reached out to and others I plan to reach out to as well because again we want to make certain that folks in the community understand that Binghamton being a premier institution that we pride ourselves on our commitment to diversity. And so that also means reaching out into the community to identify ways that we can partner. But even more importantly making certain that the community understands that we bring in a large population of students from all over the world, and we want to make certain that our student experiences on campus and off campus is welcoming. That's what it's about, helping to make certain that our students, our faculty and staff, when we go out into community, that we're seen as being a valued member of the um, Broome County community. Thanks for being my guest. This has been the Southern Tier Close Up, a weekly public affairs
1: presentation of this station. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm Kathy White for the Southern Tier Close Up. To do that's fun.